Hey, what's up, guys? It's Cree, and you're listening to another edition of Outside the Ring Wrestling Podcast. And guess what, guys? It is SummerSlam weekend. I'm so excited. This is my first ever SummerSlam. Um, a couple of years back, I went to NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, the first ever, where we had the iconic Sasha versus Bailey, and it was such a great moment. Unfortunately, at that time, I couldn't really afford to go to SummerSlam. I could only do TakeOver, so I just I decided to do that. But I'm so glad that this year... Indifference. I won't be doing TakeOver this year, but I will be doing SummerSlam, SmackDown, and Raw, which is great because I haven't really done SmackDown or Raw either, so I'm kind of making up for everything in one weekend. I'm super excited to meet everybody. I hope that this weekend I get to meet all my Twitter faves that have been talking about coming to New York for the longest time, and they're here now. Um, I hope that maybe I get to meet one or two superstars. I, I'm not doing meet and greets. Unfortunately, I couldn't be able to do it. But I hope that I am able to meet some people this weekend. I know Paris and I are going to be there. Unfortunately, Paris cannot make it for this podcast because she's an irresponsible adult. Let me stop. But she couldn't make it. So it's going to be just me today talking about SummerSlam and what we're going to be expecting of everything. Um, I think based on the card... It doesn't seem like a lot. Like, I know a lot of people are very skeptical, but I feel like when you come in with low expectations, you you won't get disappointed. So my expectations are, like, at the ground floor right now. So I'm just hoping that I'll be surprised. If not, you know what? I'm at the Barclays Center. I'm going to be meeting a lot of you guys. I'm just going to get drunk and eat a lot of food. That's always a win-win. So let's just jump into this podcast. Um... I just want to talk about this first and foremost and get out of the way. We want to give our love and our prayers to Ric Flair and his family. He recently had surgery this week. Um, it was no, it was told to us by TMZ that he had multiple organs failing and that he recently had surgery to remove a piece of his bowel. I hope that he's okay. I hope that he makes it out. Like, Rick is really a part of, like, our childhood, us growing up as wrestling friends. He's, like, he's super iconic. There's nothing... Nobody knows wrestling or the world of wrestling culture more than Ric Flair, and no one has a love and appreciation for who Ric Flair is. Everybody loves Ric Flair. Even if you don't even watch wrestling today, you love Ric Flair because he's just that guy. I really do hope he makes it out. Um, I hope that his family is taken care of right now because I know this is probably the worst thing for them to be going through. Um, I really do feel it for Charlotte. I'm really glad that this weekend she isn't really wrestling a big match because I could imagine how much stress and um, how sad she is about this because I can't imagine having my parent being sick like this and then having to really worry if they're going to make it out okay. So once again, I want to give my love and blessings to that family. I hope he really does make it out okay and that he can take his time recuperating just learn to live and relax a little bit. Sometimes you just got to chill out. When your body says something, you got to listen to it. So, like I said, much love to Ric Flair. Um, really quickly, I just wanted to talk about the last couple of things I remember watching on Raw and SmackDown before we actually get into the predictions. Um, we don't really have a lot of stuff to cover. It's really just going to be predictions after this last segment because... Paris and I are going to be spending um, the weekend at her house, so like I said, I'm not doing TakeOver today, so it's really just SummerSlam, SmackDown on Raw, so there wasn't really much for us to discuss even if she was here, but we're just going to talk about major things that happened. Um, On the Raw side of things, Sasha Banks is the new number one contender for the title, which I'm so happy they went with this. Um, Honestly, 
I'm gonna be honest with you, I love Bailey, but she was just not the best choice in mind originally when they had that number one contenders match. Um, unfortunately, you know, Bailey did get through a little injury. I believe it's her shoulder, and I do hope that she gets back safe and sound and she's here. 100%. I don't want her to come back too early and then re-injure herself. But I definitely think that Sasha Banks should have been the first choice. Now, granted, you know what? A lot of people feel away. Some people are very happy. I'm one of those people who's who's happy about that. But then there's also people who feel away about Sasha being the number one contender because they always feel like she's in the title picture, which is a valid thing to think of because, you know, we often talk about how many other girls on the roster aren't being utilized like Mickey James, Alexa, Alicia Fox, um, Emma, for one, who's always on Twitter talking about how she's being screwed over and how she needs her opportunity, which is true. And I've seen they've been giving her chances on TV to really wrestle in WoW. Um, at the end of the day, Sasha is just that girl. You know what I'm saying? She gets a lot of attention. She's very unique in her style, personality. She's a great wrestler. Say what you want. The girl can wrestle her ass off. It's very rare that she wrestles someone and it doesn't come out as a great match. Um, and she, in my opinion, if you wrestle her, that's most likely going to be your best match of your career. And Alexa Bliss, that match at Great Balls of Fire, that was her best match ever, period. So I'm really hard-pressed to see what they're going to do at SummerSlam. I hope that they can keep up um, with each other and that no one really gets injured or anything like that. Because I want it to be a good show. I want everyone to be wild. I really don't give Alexa Bliss a lot because, you know what, I see her potential but I'm ready for her to really show me why she needs to be called the goddess of WWE because right now it's remained to be seen. Um, but congrats to both the, both the girls because I remember when Alexa Bliss was in NXT, she never even got a takeover opportunity versus like other girls. And now she's walking into one of the biggest pay-per-views of the summer defending a title against one of the biggest stars of the NXT era that she was in. So congrats to both the girls. Um Cesaro and Sheamus are now going to be facing Dean and Seth. Dean and Seth basically kissed and make up, made up about the whole Shield breakup, and I just think it's a crock of shit. I'm sorry. There is no Shield reunion without Roman. Like, come on. And I hate to use this analogy because I love all three members of this group, but Destiny's Child, like, Kelly and Michelle cannot reband without Beyonce. It just does not make sense. And they're trying, like, WWE's trying so hard to, like, kind of erase Roman from the equation. And it's it, it doesn't, it's not working for me. Like, yeah, Dean can forgive Seth, and that's great. And in a kind of weird way, they kind of made Roman forgive Seth, too, which I was never really here for, because if anything, Roman was always screwed by both members of the Shield. If you watch that god-awful triple threat they did at Battleground last year, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But... They're going to have this tag match, and I'm going to talk about that later in the predictions. You can keep it. I know for a fact I'm going to be watching because, of course, all shade aside, I love Dean, I love Seth, I love Cesaro and Sheamus. These are four amazing guys on the roster. I'm just not here for the fact that you're going to try to rewrite history and make it seem as if, oh, Dean was the only one that was hurt when she, when Seth broke up the shield. Like, let's not do this. Next. Um, big cast and big show. They're going to have a match. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I hate to say it, but it's most likely going to be a bathroom or a drink break. Like, I just cannot. Like, I I don't enjoy Big Show. Like, I like Big Show, but as of lately, his matches haven't really been interesting me. And then Big Cass, he does nothing for me as a wrestler now. 
it's just so far gone that I do not care about anybody in this equation. I just want it to be over. Um, what else is happening on Raw? Okay, so Jason Jordan, you know, last couple of weeks it's been revealed that, of course, he is the son of Kurt Angle, the general manager. And, you know, he's just trying to make his way. And I feel like in a big way he kind of got screwed over by WWE. Um, you know, someone said, you know, it's we, we were watching SmackDown and um, someone said, you know, I still feel like Gable gets more love from the crowd than Jason Jordan does. And I I don't disagree. I think it's completely correct. You know, people have been favoring Gable for a long time. You know, Gable had great matches with AJ Styles, Rusev. He's been proving himself to be a, a great competitor. But I've always felt with Gable that he's always kind of got, like, the backing of WWE and the fans since NXT. Because I remember when their angle started with Jason Jordan leading a tag team partner, Gable just seemed to be more polished and more well-picked to be that guy in the company. I always felt like WWE knew what they saw in him and that he was always going to be the chosen one. But in a way, they try to find something for Jason Jordan to where he won't be left in the dust. And in the same time, like, it kind of fucked him over. You know, because obviously Jason Jordan being a black man, people find it to be outrageous that even in the wrestling world, he'd be the son of Kurt Angle versus Gable because people see it more for Gable than they do Jason Jordan, which if you think about it, I do feel like Jason Jordan doesn't wrestle as similar as um, Gable does to Kurt. But at the same time, you know, it's a storyline. It's scripted. Who cares? Um, But yeah, like I feel like Jason Jordan should have never been split from American Alpha. If anything, I was hoping that, because I've heard things that they've signed Shelton Benjamin, you know, he was injured. He was supposed to come to SmackDown and it didn't happen, but now he is going to actually come. I was thinking maybe they're going to wait for him so there can be some type of, like, you know, mentorship storyline where, you know, Shelton is kind of putting things in Jason Jordan's ear and kind of trying to push him and Gable away from each other. And then Gable then gets the mentorship from Kurt Angle, and then that kind of really splits up American Alpha because Kurt now wants to take Gable to Raw. But WWE didn't do that. They did something different. I just hope that in end endgame-wise, Jason Jordan is a viable opponent to somebody. He's somebody's champion by the end of the year, even if it's intercontinental or um, United States. Like, I know that we have the brand, the brand split, so now different titles are on different shows, but you know what I'm saying? He should be a champion by the end of this. Um, but we'll see. Um, Neville lost his title. So Neville, like I've been saying, has been really doing the damn thing with this Cruiserweight Championship. He had a title match with Akira Tozawa this week on Monday Night Raw, and he actually lost the title, which I was kind of sad about because I feel like Neville has really been doing it. But at the same time, it's great for Tozawa because, you know, him and Titus Worldwide, they've been doing their thing, and it looks great. Titus is kind of, like, in his best era now. Like, he's found his niche right now, and he's doing what he needs to do, and I hope that they intensify it. I'm really sad. Like, to this day, I'm really mad that they didn't have a segment with um, Titus O'Neil and LeVar Ball, like, giving him pointers and how to be, like, that great manager for his clients because people say a lot of stuff about LeVar Ball but he's been doing a lot of great things for his sons and they're obviously going to be successful men because of it so it would have been funny to see like a scripted promo from 
both of them talking about how he can be a better manager to his clients. But you know what? That's just something WB once again dropped the ball on. But um, let's see. The let's talk about the title picture. The Universal Champion Brock Lesnar has been here for the last two weeks, I believe, and he's been kind of starting ship. You know, he's been trying to get the girls riled up, and it's very easy for Brock Lesnar to rile up Samoa Joe and Braun Strowman. But Roman is a little bit more cool, calm, and collected. He'll let you say what you need to say, but you're not gonna shake him because he's not afraid of you. But Samoa Joe, he gets angry so easy. And I'm telling y'all now, that is going to be a big factor in whether or not he wins this match on Sunday. Uh, the last couple of segments together, they've been great. This last segment on Raw, they got into this huge-ass brawl. Now, they're kind of teasing Brock and Braun finally throwing down. I don't know if that means potentially that Braun could be a champion at the end of the night on Sunday. That would be so disgusting, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but, I, but I can see it at the same time. Um, Brock. Now, people have been having rumblings that he is leaving to go back to UFC. But, you know, someone actually said, you know what, his suspension with UFC is not even up yet. It'd be another six months before he can actually go back and compete. So I don't think he's going anywhere. They actually announced that he's going to be on Monday Night Raw this week. So... Now, granted, people took that as a spoiler, and y'all have been watching wrestling forever. Y'all should know when Vince is ready for a girl to lose his title. <laughs> Let me stop. When Vince is ready for someone to lose their title, um, it can happen at any time, any way. Like, we saw how AJ Styles won at the house show in Madison Square Garden. So we could see someone taking the title off Bro um, Bro Brock Lesnar or if he retains. Now, granted... I don't know if anyone remembers, but when WrestleMania, when Seth won the title from Brock, he was there the next night too. So who's to say that Brock won't lose and won't be there on Monday to talk about how he's quitting? Because that was a step, that was a thing that brought, um, fuck, I'm forgetting his name. Excuse me. Paul Heyman. Sorry about that, guys. Paul Heyman did say, you know, if Brock loses, he's out of here. Now, I don't necessarily believe that. I feel like he's just talking on his ass. But if, let's say, Brock was to lose, I imagine that first opening promo would be him losing his shit and talking about how he quits in this, that, and the third. And how, honestly, let's just be real. If, let's say, hypothetically, Braun Strowman didn't win the title. Let's say he didn't. But he kind of was the reason why Brock lost the title. That can start off a feud right there. I don't think Brock is going anywhere, at least not until his suspension with UFC is up. So there's that. Um, Finn and Bray, that has been kind of interesting. I'm not quite sure what they're going to do with it. Like, they had Bray pull a carry and pour blood, like a blood-like substance on Finn after his match. I don't know what they're going to do. I know whatever they do with this particular match is going to be really creepy and weird. We might, we're actually probably going to see Demon Finn, which is great, because I remember seeing him at TakeOver those couple of years ago. So I'm excited. Um, so I'm just going to cut it off here for Raw. I'm going to go to SmackDown really fast. So <laughs> Naomi and Natalia will be competing on Sunday for the title. It's kind of sad because the buildup for them have been lackluster. Like, they haven't really had much to go off of. Um, but, you know, they still are inserting Carmella into certain elements, so we still know, hey, girl, 
she's the Money in the Bank winner, so there's a chance she might cash in. Now, there's so many options they can go with, which I will talk about a little bit later, but I'm hoping Carmela does not win if she cashes in. But then again, when I get to my next point, she might be successful. Who knows? Um, Baron Corbin, who girl, I know you are seething right now. He cashed in on 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 Tuesday. So the main event of SmackDown was John Cena versus Jinder Mahal. And you know, after two successful attitude adjustments, you know John Cena is going for the pin, and he's about actually about to pin Jinder Mahal. And Baron Corbin breaks up the pin, causing the DQ. You know, Jinder technically lost the match. But with that being said, he cashes in in that moment. And he's going to, I guess, hit his finisher. Cena's on the on the side of the ring. He knocks Cena off. Jinder goes for the schoolboy pin. One, two, three, it's over. I lost it. I started laughing so fucking hard because I could not believe Vince decided that that was what he was going to do. I really did think that, you know, we were going to see maybe Jinder lose to Shinsuke Nakamura and then Baron cash in and then Shinsuke have to chase Baron for the next couple of months. But this actually makes the main event for SmackDown so much more sweeter because now if Jinder wins, he in my eyes, a legitimate champion. And if Shinsuke wins, undisputed legitimate champion, there's nobody there or any type of instance where it would be fucked up unless, you know, Baron, of course, causes a DQ. But that's not going to happen. Or at least I don't think so. We'll get to that. Um, AJ Styles and Kevin Owens. You know, Shane McMahon is the guest referee. And basically, he's just letting the girls know, if you put your hands on me, it's going to be a wrap. Don't shake unless you're ready to get shook. And I love that because, you know, we have some frail-ass referees, and it's always great to see a guest referee situation. It depends on who it is because sometimes it just means that a certain competitor is going to win, but it's great. Um, I can't wait to see this match. It's it's great because I've never seen Shane McMahon live, period. So now that I'm going to see him, I'm really hype about that. So I can't wait. Neither have I seen AJ Styles or Kevin Owens. Um, New Days versus the Usos. When I tell you this is the best feud in WWE right now, you would not believe. The Usos have been bringing it since day one. And New Day has just been phenomenal as well. This is going to be probably one of the best matches on the show. Well, at least the kickoff, because it is going to be on the kickoff. And I'll talk about that in the other matches. But this is going to be a great match. I can really feel it. It's going to be good. Um, What else happened on SmackDown? Um, I think that's everything that's worth talking about. Um, I believe there was like a press conference for Shinsuke and Jinder. If it wasn't a press conference, it was just like a promo. And Shinsuke just was like, short and sweet, I'm going to win. And there's nothing you can really do about that. Um, Randy Orton versus Rusev, you can keep it. I really don't care. Um, which is sad because I like Rusev. I just don't like the other guy. 
But I'm going to take a quick break, and I'll be right back, and we're going to talk about the actual predictions from the beginning to end of SummerSlam. All right, guys, so we're back. We're going to be doing our predictions portion of this podcast. And, of course, when we ever do predictions, we're going to be doing fantasy and reality-based. Fantasy being what I most likely want to happen but is not probably not going to, and reality being what's most likely to happen but I don't really care for it or... It's just not something that I would want to see, which is not always the case. Sometimes reality booking, I do want to happen. But for the most part, fantasy is mostly what I want. Um, and we're going to talk off with the, start off with the kickoff matches. And I'm going to be honest with you, I was kind of pissed off with social media because they were complaining about the kickoff matches and who should be on kickoff and who shouldn't be. And... Granted, you know, I do agree with the notions of the Usos versus New Day shouldn't be on the kickoff show. I feel like they should be main show. Just because I feel like the Usos and the New Day have the best feud in WWE right now. I know a lot of people might be like, uh, no, I don't agree. But to me personally, they've had the best feud. It's been the most interesting to watch. It's never been stale to me. It's been interesting. It's been good. The matches have been phenomenal. So why not give them the main show slot? Now, with that being said, I'm going to go rewind back to WrestleMania when the women were supposed to be on the, the SmackDown women were supposed to be on the kickoff show. And, you know, we were like, nah, that's not happening. They're not going to do that to the SmackDown girls because the SmackDown girls have been doing really well for themselves. They've been kind of making us interested in the women's division again. Oh, we want Naomi's um, entrance to glow in the dark and stuff. We We want it to be seen. But then at the same time, while I was happy my girl won in her hometown, the match wasn't as good as it could have been. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm fearing about with the Usos and New Day. I'd rather them get the, the kickoff slot and kill it than get the death slot on the main show and nobody gives a fuck. Because it's going to be a six-hour show. And just imagine being there in person, having to sit there and wait. And then, you know, Usos and New Day come up there, and they're trying to wrestle their heart out, but my energy is just gone now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you've either been too tired to even care, you got to go to the bathroom, you're hungry, thirsty, whatever it may be. I would rather at the beginning of the show where I have the most energy so I can completely give them my full attention. Same thing with the Hardys, um, Jason Jordan, and Miz and Miz Granted, people are pissy about the Hardy boys getting the kickoff show because they feel like they deserve better. But let's just be real. Everyone that's in this storyline right now with the exception of probably the Miz they're probably in the right place and that's no shade like the Hardy Boys just got off from being tag team champions they're now working with Jason Jordan someone who's a rising star trying to make a name for himself and as of right now people aren't giving him that opportunity because of the storyline that he's in and then we got the Miztourage who really wasn't doing anything a couple of months prior to this so Kickoff is the perfect opportunity for people to watch you and decide whether or not they fuck with you as a talent. You know what I'm saying? I While I love the Hardy Boys and I'm excited to see them for the first time, it's not the worst thing in the world. You know what I'm saying? It's not. And at the end of the day, they're going to be seen. People are going to see them. It's not going to be like WrestleMania where... People were like halfway out the doors and didn't get in until halfway through the show. I guarantee you that security will be a little bit tighter at Barclays Center. It will be a little bit faster to move in. And everybody would make it to their seats to watch the show. And if not, we have the network. We can just watch it back. Like, it's not a big deal. Y'all are complaining about placements, and sometimes the complaining fucks it up for the talent. So at this time, just shut the fuck up about the kickoff show and enjoy it.
So with that being said, I'm going to start off with the first kickoff match. Akira Tozawa versus Neville for the Cruiserweight Championship. Like I said earlier, Neville did lose the title to Akira Tozawa. And so basically this is his rematch. Fantasy reality booking. Okay, so reality, I have Tozawa. I think he will retain. But fantasy-wise, I want Neville to take it back off of him. Personally, to me... Akira Tazara wouldn't have been my first choice to be the new champion over Mustafa Ali, but I don't book the shows, so there's that. Um, number two on the kickoff match list. The Hardy Boys and Jason Jordan versus The Miz and The Miz Taraj. Reality and fantasy bookings, I have the Hardy and the Hardy Boys and Jason Jordan. I hope that Brooklyn gives Jason Jordan a chance. Because, you know, Brooklyn is a smart crowd. They try to be funny and cute, and it's annoying sometimes. But I really hope that this year people allow the wrestlers to wrestle and just do what they got to do and stop trying to put themselves over. Because I know Jason Jordan is having a hard time right now with getting over with the crowd because people just, they generally just don't enjoy the storyline where he's Kurt Angle's son right now, even though they haven't even really done anything with it. All they did was announce that that was his son, but Jason has been trying to prove himself, and no one's really giving him the time of day. Like, the other day they were in Canada, and instead of giving him one of the Mistaraj members, they gave him a local competitor, and then Canada chose the local competitor over Jason Jordan. And I'm just like, you should have thought of that. Like, come on, but... Hopefully, Jason Jordan does well. I know the Hardys are going to do well. I know Miz is going to do well. I hope the Mistaraj does well as well. So we'll just see. And then the last kickoff match is New Day versus the Usos for the tag team titles. Reality and fantasy booking, I have the Usos because I feel like they should have never lost the titles in the first fucking place. Um, so I hope that's the case. I hope they take it back and start over again. Like I said, this feud has been electric so far, so I'm hoping for another great match. And hopefully if, let's say, Usos does take the championship this time, I hope the next match that Usos versus Nudie get is a two out of three falls match. Okay, guys, so that was a kickoff match. We're going to go to the main card now. And we're gonna ha- I'm st- and like I say always, I just wrote the matches down in whatever order I felt like writing them down. Sometimes I think, okay, what makes sense for the show if we start off with these certain matches and end it however. But, of course, this is not always how the, the match card is going to go. It might start off that way. It might not. So I just want to keep that in mind if you listen to this podcast and watch the show and say, um, that's not how it was written. But that's just a disclaimer. I don't know anything. I'm just writing it as I would write. So... I put this match first because this match does not interest me at all. I'm not going to front. This is just how I feel. It's Big Cass versus Big Show in which Enzo Amore would be in the shark cage. That's going to be over the ring. Um, If you guys remember Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns with Chris Jericho in the shark tank, they basically brought that match back, and I wish they hadn't. But that's that. Um, Reality and fantasy booking, Big Cass. And, of course, I think that... Enzo was going to get beat up towards the end of the match, as usual. So next, <laughs> Randy Orton versus Rusev. Um, we've been getting kind of like a short buildup of these two. Um, Rusev kind of was looking for competition, and Randy Orton kind of heeded his challenge, and they've been going back and forth. You know, Randy did like this really cool RKO the other day on SmackDown. I'm going to give him his, pro- his props on that one. Other than that, who cares? Um, r- reality and fantasy. Okay, so reality, I have Randy Orton. Fantasy, I have Rusev. I think Rusev should win. That's just my opinion. Um, there have been rumblings that Rusev... 
allegedly he's he's asked for his release for the WWE. I hope that's a fake story because I really enjoy Rusev. I think he's super talented. There's so much potential, and I feel like it'd be really sad if he leaves before he even becomes a champion, at least a WWE champion. I know he's been in the United States, but in this case, the WWE title. Um... Next, my girl, Naomi, versus Natalia for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And fantasy reality booking, I have Naomi to win. Now, we got to factor in Carmella because Carmella is the Money in the Bank women's contract holder. She has the briefcase. And first things first, Carmella's character is built from Staten Island, New York. So it would be really stupid of them not to have her try to cash in on SummerSlam. Or if not at SummerSlam, you know, the Tuesday SmackDown that's going to be here in Barclays Center. Now, I'm going to factor in different situations and we'll see how that goes. So my first thing is, okay, what if, you know, Carmella cashes in after Naomi wins her match? Because I'm expecting, I'm really praying to God that Naomi and Natalia get, like, the opportunity to really show their stuff and, like, put everything out there to the point where both of them are fucking drained after the match. And then Carmella, you know, cashes in and it's easy for her. That's the cheap way to do it. Like, But then I also think, what if she pulls a Seth Rollins and mid-match she cashes in and basically does the same thing he did? Or as Naomi and Natalia are getting ready to start off the match, Carmella comes in and cashes it in fairly, quote-unquote, and it causes a triple threat match from start to finish. Now, I don't know if she would win that scenario unless it was a cheating situation, of course, because Ellsworth would be there. But I personally believe that Carmella's cash-in could be successful just because of the fact that Barron's wasn't. Um, But we'll see. I would love to see my girl come in and come out as champion of SummerSlam because this is her first time defending at a huge pay-per-view. So, like I said, good luck to Natty and Naomi because these are two girls who've been kind of pushed to the side for many years, and now they're getting a chance to really show their stuff at a big pay-per-view. So I'm proud of them. Um, Next, we have the Raw Tag Team Championship match, which will be the champion Cesaro and Sheamus versus Dean and Seth. Um... You know, fantasy-wise, I have Cesaro and Sheamus. I think that they can actually pull it together and get Dean and Seth out of here. You know, they had the 2K event for 2K18, and they had, like, a fake-ass brawl where they're throwing water in chairs like they own the Bad Girls Club, and it was so funny. But I really hope that this match does what it needs to do. I People said that they feel like this might be the match of the night. I would hope it would be because Dean and Seth tend to have really good chemistry together, um, and Seamus and Cesaro have been killing it as a tag team for the longest. Now, reality booking, I have Dean and Seth. But I'm going to be the, the typical smirk and say I'm hoping Dean turns on Seth and goes heel. You know, he forgave Seth for what happened with the Shield. And they're cool now. But I think the story would be really good if Dean turns on Seth and Cesaro and Sheamus win the match, and Dean just obliterates Seth mid-ring and cuts, like, a great promo about there ain't no brotherhood, there ain't no shield. That would be amazing because Dean is in need of a heel turn. He's in need of a character re- rejuvenation, in p- just period. But if he turns heel, I think that would really benefit him. Um, and I think Seth needs something to look like a a sympathetic baby face because every time he's a baby face, I just don't believe him. I feel like, okay... 
you're you're a good guy in this scenario, but why should I cheer for you? Like, I remember when his WrestleMania match with Triple H, I wasn't even rooting for Seth. I was rooting for Triple H. But there's that's near, neither here or there. But I'm here for the heel turn because who the fuck... The Shield ain't the Shield without Roman, like I said earlier. Like, how these two gonna band together and try to have a reunion tour without Beyonce? Like, girl, what are you doing? But <laughs> next I have... Um, John Cena versus Baron Corbin. Now, I hate to say it, but this might be a bathroom break because Baron Corbin, like I said, I like him, but something is missing. Now, I'm praying to God that John Cena is going to pull something out of him and give him a great match. Like, I feel like it's possible because Baron, when Baron is motivated, he can do no wrong. Like, I remember seeing him do a match with AJ Styles, I believe, and he did so amazingly well in that scenario. So I feel like he just needs really good competitors to push him. Um, fantasy, booking, I have John Cena, but reality, I have Baron because I feel like it's time for Baron to really... He needs to hit his full stride now that he lost the briefcase. He needs to show people that, okay, yeah, I made a mistake, but you'll never catch me slipping again. So hopefully this match is good. I really do hope we get, like, a little piece of Nikki Bella in the audience kind of fucking with Baron Corbin because he was talking mad shit to her on Twitter and she was talking shit back. So let's hope that it's good and it works out that way. Um, Next we have Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. We might see Demon Finn, like I said earlier. Hopefully, this match is good because, you know, Finn, for the most part, is talented. Bray, I've been wanting to root for him for the longest, but I just haven't because his matches just not have been up to par. Um, but I have Fantasy Finn, but reality, I actually have Bray. I feel like Bray might cheat or pull it out completely clean. So let's see what happens there. I, I'm going to be honest with you. This is one of the matches I have low expectations for. Because usually whenever I see them together in the ring, I'm just ready to go to sleep. Um, next, we have Sasha Banks versus Alexa Bliss. This match I know for certain is highly anticipated with everybody, not just diva fans or female superstar fans. Everybody's anticipating this match. I cannot wait to see what happens. Fantasy booking, I have Sasha Banks, but reality, I have Alexa Bliss. Like I said, Alexa Bliss is not really my girl, but I don't expect Sasha to win, at least not this easily. Um, I'm expecting a really great drawn-out feud. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm expecting Nia Jax to interfere in this match because, you know, she and Alexa have kind of been this little alliance, Team Rude, so let's see what happens there. Um, It's kind of frustrating because I feel like whenever it comes to Sasha Banks, Nia's booking never makes sense. Like, she can beat up everybody, but Sasha Banks is just... <laughs> it's, it's weird. It's like Nia Jax is bulletproof, but as soon as Sasha Banks is near her, that girl loses every time. I don't know. It's weird. Um, next, we have Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles for the United States title. And if you guys remember, Shane McMahon is the special guest referee for this match. And Shane McMahon is ready to knuckle up. He's not afraid of getting hit in the face or getting kicked, even though he's been kind of getting his ass whooped for the last two weeks. But... I'm excited for this one. Fantasy booking, I have AJ Styles. Reality booking, I have no contest. I think that it's going to get to the point where Shane McMahon is not even going to be able to pull a decision out because he's going to get into it with Kevin Owens. Now, it's been a slow turn, but I do see, I've been saying this, I see Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. And I feel like SummerSlam is planting the seeds for this feud. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know that Shane is not going to walk out this match 
without having hands put on him or him putting his hands on somebody else. Um, next, we have the SmackDown main event. We have Jinder Mahal versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the title. And like I said earlier, you know, Baron losing his opportunity with the briefcase made this match so much more sweeter now because now we can actually see Shinsuke Nakamura and Jinder Mahal go off. You know, a lot of people have been giving Jinder hell because, you know, Jinder isn't necessarily the best wrestler on the roster, but he has the heart and he has the passion. And I know that if he keeps working hard at it and he keeps trying, I think he's going to be great. And I think that when you have great talents like Shinsuke Nakamura and Cena and all these people wrestling you, you're going to get better just if you really want it, you're going to get better. It's just going to come naturally. So reality booking, I have Shinsuke Nakamura taking the championship. Fantasy booking, I have Jinder Mahal. I think that... I'm sorry. Fantasy booking, I have Shinsuke. Reality, I have Jinder Mahal. I think that Jinder's going to be a slimy heel in this situation, and he's going to still run away from Shinsuke. Now, there's also a chance of Baron Corbin causing a DQ or him causing gender to lose a title will completely see I can see it happening but I'm at the same time I can't see Baron being someone that will allow Shinsuke to win the title but I'm interested in this match and I'm I can't wait to see what happens and so finally one of the most anticipated matches to me the fatal four-way for the WWE Universal title. We have Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe and Braun Strowman. And, you know, obviously Brock Lesnar does not have to be involved in the decision. Anyone who wins via pinfall or submission is the new champion if Brock Lesnar is not the one doing the pinning or submitting. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I know Roman is not winning this match. Like, I just know. I'm not even going to say his name for any of these fantasy reality bookings. I know my man is not going to win. You know, there's rumblings of Undertaker being in New York, so I can honestly see him showing up in the midst of this match and taking out Roman. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Now, granted, as a fan, I would love to because I have never had the privilege of seeing Undertaker live. But... If it does happen, I'm going to be pissed as fuck because even though I'm saying it now, once the match happens and it's good, and I know because I know it's going to be good, but you know when you're watching a match, you know it's about to happen, but when it happens, you be getting so in your feelings. That's how I feel right now. But like I said, I don't think Roman's winning. I think that he's going to lose. I would hope that he's not the one involved in the decision because that kind of puts him at the back of the line for a title opportunity. And I feel like I don't want to wait another year for him to be eligible for a title op opportunity. Like, Roman is the best thing about Raw at this point. Um, fantasy booking, I have Samoa Joe. I'm actually going to say I would want Samoa Joe to win the title. If anyone was going to be the new champion, I want it to be Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe, I would really love for it to be him, but I just know it's not going to be. And in reality booking, I think Brock Lesnar is going to keep it. I think that he won't drop the title until maybe Survivor Series. Latest Royal Rumble. But... At the same time, I'm ready for Vince to shake us up. I'm ready for him to be like, you know what, Brock? We're going to take the title off you and put it on somebody else. Now, at the same time, I can see Braun walking out as champion, but I don't want that to be the case. I just, uh, he's, I just can't. No, but <laughs> let's go Samoa Joe. One of the Samoans better win that title. But, um... Yeah, that's my whole predictions for SummerSlam weekend. Um, like I said, I'm not going to NXT TakeOver, um, but 
con- I, I want to give my my um my love to the NXT superstars because you know they've been delayed at the um the airport for probably 13 hours. I know that um Roderick Strong tweeted this morning that he got in at 4.50 to New York, which I really do feel so bad for him. Whoever is doing the thinking at NXT and WWE, y'all got to do better. There's no reason why you didn't have them flying the same time as the main roster crew. Like, having them flying the day before is so dicey because of things like this. You know, if you're going to a different city, you always have to look and check out the weather the fact that we were having thunderstorms in New York and it was raining, you guys should have thought, okay, maybe we should have them flying a day earlier. Because you know, once it comes to raining, storming, the planes are not going to fly. Like, you just know that for a fact. So I'm glad that for the most part they're here and they're safe. But next time, just don't do that. Like, that was so stupid. Um, but congrats to the NXT roster. You know, this is one of the biggest shows of the year for them. Uh, I'm really, if I know I'm probably not going to be able to watch NXT as it's happening, but I want to give all my love to Ember Moon and Asuka. I love those girls. I hope they tear it down. Um, whether Asuka leaves with the championship or she she gives it up to um, Ember Moon, it's a win-win situation. I'm hoping to get my black excellence picture with Naomi, Sasha, and Ember, but we're going to see. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I hope you guys enjoy SummerSlam weekend, whether it be NXT SummerSlam, Raw, SmackDown. I hope you guys enjoy it. And everybody that's going, um, I hope to meet you guys at the Barclays Center. Um, Paris and I are going to be walking around. Hopefully we get to see you guys talk, take pictures, have some drinks, have fun, whether it be before or after the show. Um, you can hit me up at Cookies and Cree on Twitter. You can hit um, Paris at ParisXO on Twitter. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, Email us at theotr101 at gmail.com, 101, just for you guys that don't know. But, yeah, that was it. Um, this is my first summer Sam weekend, like I said. I'm going to enjoy it. Hopefully they don't pull no shit where it's boring, and I hope that the audience is, like, a decent environment because I don't want to be fighting during the show because I don't want to get kicked out. I pay too much fucking money for that. So with that being said, guys, I'm about to be off. I'm about to go chill with Paris until we get ready to go to SummerSlam tomorrow. Be good, you guys. It's beautiful out in New York City. If you get the chance to meet your faves, I hope you do. Take lots of pictures. So be good and make good decisions, guys. Bye.